0: What a difference an offseason makes, it is James Seltzer, it is the return of Phillies today. The last time we spoke on this here fine show was in the midst at the end of one of the all-time great Phillies collapses as the last few months of the 2018 season just about as rough as it could possibly get. we had so much hope. Over the first half of the season, the Phillies, of course, in first place, the All-Star break, playing really good baseball uh, into August and playing over their heads for sure. We knew that the shoe was going to drop most likely at some point, but it was so much fun to be in it, to have a team that for the first time in a really long time was actually competitive deeper into the season. And then, of course, it all came apart in the worst of ways. And we went into this past offseason talking about the most important offseason in the history of the franchise. And no, I didn't think that was putting it too lightly heading into the offseason. I made many proclamations on this show. For those who remember, I believe I said that I believed the Phillies would end up with a certain right fielder. And ultimately, they did. However, it was a hell of a ride to get there. Um, we will look at this offseason, where this team stands now, as we lead us up to Thursday opening day at Citizens Bank Park 305 start. Julio Teran and the Atlanta Braves coming into town to take on Aaron Nola and the Bryce Harper led Philadelphia Phillies. How exciting is that? I mean, again, coming off the end of last season, heading into this offseason that we knew was so crucial to the future of the franchise and the real thought for that was, well, you know, they got to get one of these two guys. They got to get Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. These two generational superstars who are on the market at the age, heading into their age 26 season, something that hasn't happened since Alex Rodriguez, that type of elite talent on the roster, uh, on the free agent market at such a young age. And, And of course, what a crazy time to get to Harper. The crazy thing was that, leading up to Harper, the Phillies made so many good moves along the way that now when we look back at it, we not only say was it the most important offseason in Phillies history, but it was absolutely the best offseason the team has ever had. It's arguably one of the best offseasons any team has ever had as the Phillies become the first team in the history of baseball to add three all-stars from the prior season to their roster in the offseason. So let's chronicle it as we look at a Phillies team that – now, coming into the season with, with a legitimately higher expectations, as they are a, a true World Series contender, certainly an NL East contender, a National League contender, um, you know, look, I, I think that um, it would be a, a stretch to expect them to win the World Series this year, but I don't think it's a stretch at all to expect them to make the playoffs and to make a run at, at least playing in the World Series, and you never know. So, um, and, and it all really comes from Matt Klintak having just a, a brilliant, 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 brilliant offseason and it started with a move that um hasn't really kind of gotten the credit in the long term that it it probably deserves but the the trade for gene segura with the seattle mariners a move that when you hear people around baseball talk about the phillies offseason it's the move that that gets lauded the most because it filled so many holes and fixed so many things with one move it of course you bring in gene segura you have a a Capable shortstop who you can trust to—I don't know—play defense at a major league level, and then oh, by the way, also a dude who's hit three hundred, three years or hit above three hundred multiple times. Has had a, a batted three hundred last year. Is a guy who just constantly makes contact with the ball. Someone who. After a season of watching guys strike out a lot, it was either a walk or a strikeout last year. This year, a guy like Segura is going to be such a breath of fresh air for this fan base. Somebody who's going to go up and hit the baseball. He's a prototypical two-hitter. If you need to to move a runner over, you need him to hit and run. You need him to do all that type of stuff. He gets the bat on the ball. It's such a... An outstanding move and then of course at shortstop but though Kingery did improve over the course of last season getting a guy like Segura in with a sound defensive shortstop makes such a difference and then you talk about the other unintended or intended consequence of that trade you get Carlos Santana out of town you eat the, the mistake that you made and you move forward with it and you're able to move Reese Hoskins to first base and that, coupled with the signing of Andrew McCutcheon, which was a move around the same time, you bring Andrew McCutcheon in 450, a very fair contract for a guy of uh, at his age, his talent level, of course, a former MVP, uh, a bit away from those days, but still really a really good baseball player with the New York Yankees last year. Batted, uh, uh had a 421 on base percentage in the leadoff spot for them. He is going to be the Phillies' leadoff hitter this year, as Gabe Kapler has announced, and even maybe just as important, the the upgrade from McCutcheon uh, from Hoskins to McCutcheon in left field is, is going from the worst outfielder in baseball to a high level defensive outfielder. And then you move Hoskins back to first base, probably not as good, definitely not as good a defensive first baseman as Santana, but certainly much less of a liability than he was in left field. So that Segura trade does all that with one move and also brings in James Pazos, who probably not going to make the roster. The lefty uh, reliever has not looked great so far this spring training, uh, probably Adam Morgan, Jose Alvarez, the two lefties, a better chance to make the roster. Not that Alvarez has had a great spring either um, in terms of bullpen arms. But you make that move, and that sets it up. And then you sign Andrew McCutcheon, who uh, just to have a major league presence like Andrew McCutcheon, a guy who... You know the the collapse that happened last season. Those are the types of things that a, having guys like Andrew McCutcheon here will help prevent that. A leader, a guy who's been through it, a guy who took a Pittsburgh Pirates team from the the doldrums of of not making the playoffs for twenty years or whatever it was, and bringing them back to the playoffs. Um, he's a guy who's won an MVP. He's a a, a classy guy. He's a guy who's a not just a good guy, but a, a major league player who knows how to go about his business and and does it with a positive attitude. You bring him a Cutchin in here, he fills that hole in left field, and then as the Phillies progress along here, all of a sudden, as we're waiting for Bryce Harper, we're waiting, we're waiting, and then all of a sudden, the Phillies, who had been out on J.T. Romuto, the best catcher in all of baseball, J.T. Ramudo, easily, I mean, handily the best catcher in baseball, offensively, defensively, the all-around package, all of a sudden, the Phillies out on him for the majority of the offseason, spring back in, and it felt like within one day... J.T. Realmuto was a Philly. Jorge Alfaro and Sixto Sanchez were on their way to Miami. Another trade that, at least in my eyes, just a a brilliant move from Matt Clantag. Look, I, I like Jorge Alfaro's potential. Obviously, the bat, the uh, the power that he had, and. Of course, the cannon arm, the framing ability, but so many holes in Jorge Alfaro's game obviously struck out a ton, uh, just not at, at ready to hit major league pitching on that consistent level. And of course, defensively outside of the arm, and the framing ability, a uh, unmitigated disaster from a, a game calling perspective, from a blocking the ball, from a soundness behind the plate type of perspective, just a, uh, a real issue. And um, look, Sixto, of course, the top prospect in the system, the upside is clearly apparent, throws 100 with ease, but he's little. He's had arm issues. It's the type of thing where uh, if you told me Sixto never pitches in Major League Baseball, it wouldn't shock me. And if you tell me he ends up being a really good starter for for a period of years, it wouldn't shock me either. Um, There's a wide gap there, and you have to give up something to get something, though, is the point. And you give up that for What is the best catcher in baseball, certainly the best hitting catcher, and it's a guy whose numbers were already the best numbers for a hitting catcher in baseball and playing in the worst park you could possibly play in as a hitter, Marlins Stadium down there. Marlins Field is a a canyon and uh, just really tough to hit well down there. And then you add in the fact you're playing for one of the worst teams in baseball, RBI opportunities, run opportunities, all that type of stuff. He's going to come to Philadelphia and be a part of a legitimate lineup. The best lineup in the National League, potentially. And I think JT Realmuto may be the... Um, you know, we've talked a lot about Bryce Harper, obviously. I think Real Muto, the guy who people don't quite realize how good he's going to be here. Um, athletic as hell. Uh, actually can run the bases, will take first to third. He's a fast catcher. Grew up playing shortstop, so doesn't have the same wear and tear on him that some other catchers might. And from a game calling perspective, as good as they come, as sound defensively as you can find. And one of those guys where everything you, you hear about him, you read about him, all this type of stuff is um, one of those culture guys. One of those guys who is here to win, is here to to play the right way, is here to handle a staff and to put the work in to handle a staff, to do his homework, to prepare his guys. Just um, an, an, a brilliant in my mind, trade to bring him in. here. He's two years left on, on an unbelievably affordable contract. I think he's making $5.9 million or something this year. So just an outstanding move from Klintak. Really shores up both the offense and the defense at what is potentially the most important defensive position in the sport and a position that is so important defensively that it has almost become a wasteland offensively because there just aren't enough guys who can do the defensive part well and still be good hitters. And that's what makes JT Remuto so special and such a, again, absolutely brilliant move by Klintak. And then, of course, just a couple of weeks later, it finally happened. The longest, most drawn-out waiting process of our lives. Uh, those last two weeks before Bryce Harper finally signed were... I felt like they took 10 years off my life waiting for that guy to sign. And and as you know, if you listened to this show last year, if you listen to any of the other stuff I do at WIP, the IOPS podcast, I had um, long believed that Bryce Harper would be a Philly. Long, long, long believed. And I stuck to my guns. It was tough. A lot of people wavered. And I get it when... Andy Martino is saying he doesn't wanna be here and John Heyman's tweeting what Scott Boris tells him to, and Bob Nightingale's finally wavering, it really felt tough there. There was a period towards the end where it felt like, oh my God, after this whole wait, this whole um, you know, torturous torturous thing that ultimately we might not get the guy and then of course just a couple days later it all came into place three hundred and thirty million dollars over 13 years and hey no opt-outs over the whole time just a brilliant piece of negotiating by the philadelphia phillies a lot of people felt like the phillies needed bryce harper more than bryce harper needed the phillies and i think that probably still was true as as we've seen since harper came saying all the right things the ticket sales the just instant um, adrenaline rush of excitement this fan base has had. It was clearly a move that goes beyond baseball. But um, and to have them for 13 years at that number, stretching it out so that the average annual value is lower, it allows you to bring more guys in under the luxury tax each year. It's just really a for a generational guy at the age of twenty-six, someone who won an MVP, a unanimous MVP award at the age of twenty-two, someone who really has the potential to be, aside from Mike Trout, who we'll get to later, not going to be a Philly anytime soon, folks, um, as we know. Um, but aside from Mike Trout, has a chance to be the best player in the sport, and um, uh, uh, has a chance, a real chance, to be a Hall of Famer and just hit. 500 home runs, 600 home runs, those types of numbers. And he's going to do it all in a Phillies uniform, which is – I'm still – I still get a little choked up. I well up a little when I think about it. That whole period um, waiting for him, waiting for him, and then him finally signing and the excitement of it and knowing what it's going to do for this team. From an on-the-field perspective, having that bat in the middle of the lineup, the – ability for him in this ballpark at citizens bank park the short porch and right to just be a, a mvp contender every year assuming he's healthy um and then of course uh, what we've seen already as a as a face of the franchise and and of course the face of baseball perspective what he's done from a uh marketing the team perspective from a putting the team on the map in a way they weren't prior to this offseason perspective from making the Phillies a big boy again you know a player a major player and to know that that guy's here for the next 13 years you know, or at least uh, the next long while and to know that I mean granted uh, you know sure he's polished and and, uh, he's been coached on what to say and all that but man has he come here and said all the right things Um, you know, the, the, the rhetoric that he's had about Philadelphia, about wanting to raise his family here, about wanting to go to one place and, and have a a legacy there and have a, um, an impact, a long-term impact and to win championships. It's just everything we would ever want a player to say to us in Philadelphia. And, oh, by the way, he's the face of the sport and the biggest free agent signing in the team's history and all this type of stuff in the league's history, all that stuff. And for him, I I really feel like Bryce Harper is almost too good to be true. And I I can't believe he's ours. It's so exciting. What an amazing offseason for Matt Klintak. We haven't even gotten to the pitching side of things as uh, they did go out and shore up the bullpen a little bit. Um, the starting staff, it's funny because obviously we talked at the, the top of the show here about last year and the first four months were fun, the last two weren't, but those first four months were all the result of a starting staff that really carried this team and now this season, I think you look into this and say, oh, if I, if I got a question mark about this team. It's about the starting staff. So a lot more to get into. We'll come back. We'll look at the starting staff side of things, continue to talk about the excitement about this team. And um, a whole lot coming up this week as we will preview the NL East. We'll look ahead to what kind of numbers we expect from this lineup, what the lineup looks like, all that type of stuff. So uh, a whole lot more coming up. Uh, this whole week, and uh, we will come back, look at the pitching staff, look at how the lineup shakes out, all that good stuff. As the Phillies are back, folks, it is really exciting, and we will continue right after this on Phillies Today. We are back, Phillies Today, James Seltzer, as we continue to revel in the glory of having an exciting, contending team with baseball players on it major league baseball players stars on the team we've talked about the the lineup the changes there we'll break it down when it's going to shake out like from a lineup perspective in a sec but just to round out the offseason in the middle of all the craziness there they go out and they sign david robertson to a very um affordable two-year 26 million dollar deal i believe uh, uh 12 in the first thirteen in the second, 25 million whatever it is a really fair price for a Reliever who has shown to be as incredibly consistent as you can be on a year-to-year basis has just been really good for the Yankees and the White Sox and and actually someone who seemed to get better the last few seasons with age, which is not something you see that often, but someone who's going to come in and, and add a real veteran presence to this bullpen and also someone who, when you pair him with Sir Anthony Dominguez, really gives you a chance to have a lot of flexibility on that back end, not only is Robertson, someone with reverse splits, so he is really tough for left-handed hitters to get at, uh, to, to face, but he's someone who can close games, and, you know, look, we, we had so many issues with that last year, obviously, Hector Neris, the, the experiment there was a disaster, though, I am, uh, I am still on the Hector Neris, man, I came back and pitched really well over the, uh, after going to the minors or at the end of the season, one of the few pitchers who really looked good at the end of the season, but clearly not someone who's built for the ninth inning, Robertson, Has done that a bunch in his career, and I think Sir Anthony can still do that too, but it's going to give Gabe some flexibility back there. We know how much he likes that, and uh, I think the bullpen is going to be solid. I think there are still some question marks. Um, The lefty side of things, they went out, they got Jose Alvarez and James Pazos. I don't think Pazos is going to make the roster. I think Alvarez will. We will see. Adam Morgan's still going to be pitching some meaningful innings for you. That's a worry, but he he has had a good spring. He's worked on some pitches. I think there's still some potential there. Of course, Pat Neshek, if he's healthy and back, he'll at least get outs for you, whether you like him or not. A Ramos is back. Tommy Hunter hurt right now, but should be good to go uh, a little bit into the regular season. So um, Hunter will be there. And then I really like the move to go out and get Juan Nicasio. I think he's an underrated arm in the pen. Who's been really good for a number of years here and can really help this team out. So I like the Nicasio move, but um, I look, I think the bullpen will be better with Robertson and Sir Anthony, a full season in the majors ready to go from the start. Um, I think they'll be fine back there. I think you, you you hope they might supplement if needed, but I think the real question is going to be the starting staff. And it's funny, as we said, because that was the the side of things that really carried them for the majority of last season. But um, this year, it's it's they're coming back with the exact same guys, and uh, I think there's a lot of question marks. You feel? Amazing about Aaron Nola at the top. Proved last season that he's a top five, top ten at worst pitcher in baseball. Has the chance to win a Cy Young every year. He is your ace. You feel great about that. It's after that are the question marks. And I think the next two guys clearly there, Jake Arrieta, um, comes out he was pitching the second half of the season with a torn meniscus if that really was you know who knows with this type of stuff but that would certainly affect a pitcher you use your legs a lot especially a guy like that so you hope that maybe with a full off season and with the team you know signed late last year got a late start full off season healthy uh, has looked better at times this spring I think there's at least the potential for somewhat of a bounce back season from Arietta, and I, I think Nick Pavetta is the guy who can really Make or break this rotation one way or the other is he has shown all the skills and ability to be a legitimate two or three in this league that the skill set is there. The stuff is there. The strikeout ability is there. The swing and miss ability is there. Um, he just has to put it all together, and a lot of people think he might this year, and, and if he does, that, that is such a boon for this rotation. I still think they could go out and add somebody on the market come the trade deadline if they need it. You know, Madison Bumgarner, someone who could be available, some other names, Robbie Ray, um, another name that could be available, but uh, they're going with the, the what they got right now, and Nick Pavetta is that real linchpin guy. You, assuming you can get – I don't think Arietta's is ever going to be anything close to what he was a few years ago, but if you can get a solid Arietta, great. And if Nick Pavetta can take a real step forward, all of a sudden you got something. Zach Eflin, who knows? I think he could be a dependable 4-5 guy for you. I'm not expecting the world from him, but I think he'd be fine. I think the real question mark is Vinny Velasquez in the 5-hole. He has had a rough spring, uh, continues to do Vinny Velasquez things, not trust his stuff, nibble, not do what you expect him to do. And. Just throw strikes, Vincent. You got pitches. You got stuff. But ultimately, I don't trust Velasquez as the five-star at all. I know that they're giving him a shot. I ultimately would like to see that remedied. They don't have a lot of in-house options. Drew Anderson has had a nice spring training. He's a guy who you would maybe consider as the five guy if Velasquez can't do it. Eikhoff, of course, maybe he's finally healthy, maybe he's not. We'll see. He's another guy who would probably get a crack at it, but... Outside of that, the Jojos or the Jojo Romero's the world probably not ready. Ranger Suarez is not impressed when uh, given the opportunity. Um, Eniel De Los Santos, who knows? So, I do think that ultimately this team might need to add a starter to really get where they're going, or where they want to go, or where they can go. Probably a good way to put it. Um, but right now, it's 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 really the 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 potential Achilles heel for this team. We'll see how it breaks out over the start of the season. And again, look if if Nola, Pavetta, Arietta in, in some form can be your one, two, three, and B and fill those roles, what's expected of those roles. I think they'll be able to figure it out. Um, but I, I certainly don't feel great about Velasquez heading into the season. What I do feel great about is the fact that I think they can win by hitting. You <laughs> Ultimately, I think this team is going to be good enough to win offensively. You Look at how this lineup shakes out. Andrew McCutcheon in the leadoff hole in left field. Two-hole, Gene Segura already. I mean, think about last year. You got McCutcheon and Segura leading off one-two, Segura at short. Then, of course, Bryce Harper in the three-hole bringing that bat, that power, that gravitas to the lineup, and then Reeves in the five-hole. Playing first base. I, I'm expecting a big year from Reese Hoskins. We'll of course break down at what we expect from everybody this week as we lead up to Thursday's opener. And then JT Romito in the five hole. This is the best top five the Phillies have had in it, as long as I can remember. Uh literally. Uh since 08, for sure, obviously. And I think it you could argue it's a better top five. In two thousand eight. It is um it is going to be torture for pitchers. And then after that, you got O'Double or Cesar in the uh, six-hole other one in the seventh, Michael Franco in the eight, and then the pitcher in the nine. You don't love Franco, but in the eight-hole, if that's the worst, you got maybe Cesar gets on base out of him. He can hit, hit a couple knocks here and there. But this lineup is going to be full of tough outs. Cesar will get on base still lower in the lineup. O'Double, think about if O'Double can be locked in. And you could have a locked in O'Double with the rest of that talent. I mean This team could lead the National League in runs. Uh, I don't think it's the Red Sox lineup or quite that level yet, but... It is one of the better lineups in baseball on paper, especially when you think, again, like I do, like JT Romuto is going to take another step forward. And McCutcheon, I think, is going to have a really nice year moving back to the National League. Looked really good in New York last year. He's looked good in spring. He looks strong. He looks fast. Segura, again, like I said, such a breath of fresh air for this fan base. Just wait and see. And then, of course, the bomber, the bearded Bambino, as Jack Fritz labeled him. A Great nickname. I'm in on that as uh, Bryce Harper. Man, it's exciting! The Bryce Harper's affiliate can't wait to watch that guy play. And then, and then the other thing we just haven't mentioned here when you talk about it too. Look, they're not going to be a good defensive team, but they are going to be so much better than the Drek we saw last year. Just having Segura short, McCutcheon left, and Real Muto catching is already just massive upgrade defensively for this team, and that's going to make a difference. It's going to give their pitchers more confidence. Guys like Pavetta and Arietta who need outs on the ground that's going to really help. So I am. A, I'm really excited about where this team is at. I think they're going to be much better offensively. They're going to be better defensively. The bullpen will be better. And the starting pitching has a chance to be better if guys take a step forward. If nothing else, you feel good about Noel at the top. You hope Arietta can get back. And again, this team can hit their way to win. So... Man, what an exciting time coming on Thursday. They're going to be back at the bank. The bank is back and I'm exciting baseball here all summer. It's really, man, as someone who's done this show the last two seasons prior to this, a 66-win team and then last year's collapse, I got to tell you, I'm pretty excited to talk some Phillies with you guys this year. So um, it's going to be a fun one. And uh, again, we got a lot more coming up this week. We'll preview the National League East and the National League in general. Uh, of course, season previews for players, where we think the Phillies are going to finish. And uh, of course, leading up to uh, talking some Phillies Braves on Thursday down at the bank. Cannot wait. So uh, stick with us. It's going to be a fun year. We'll be back tomorrow. And of course, every day throughout the season, right here. With Phillies Today on the Phillies 24-7 Network.